welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Floyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yeah, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know. Welcome to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Yeah, man, James Brown, You know, get up. Get on up. You know, y'all ain't seen the uh, James Brown movie. Y'all should check that out. Yeah, really good movie. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, always been kind of a James Brown fan. So, um, you know, if you don't like James Brown, you know, I got two words for you. Get up. Get on up. Well, I mean, honestly, if you don't like James Brown, then chances are you're not much of a hip-hop guy either, especially from the 80s through 90s. Right. He kind of, you know, he kind of built the whole genre off of him. <laughs> yeah, all of that man's back. You know, his his sweat, his laboring. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking speaking of hip hop, um, you know, Paul Heyman was uh, was rapping this week. Oh, shit. You know, <laughs> like how I transitioned that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Good, good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, you know, Paul Heyman, you know, gave gave John Cena like I don't know, it was like eight to twelve bars. I really couldn't tell. Uh, I think it was, I think it was more like eight bars. Yeah. Because I don't I don't recall it going on that long. Yeah, you um you actually died during the uh rap, you know he did. Like you yeah, fell completely over. Yes, yeah. I mean, you see, yeah, and I think he did. Yep. It was so whack, but it was so good at the same time that it was like, instead of, instead of making you roll your eyes, you were just like, it was enjoying. You were like, oh, it was kind of like, oh, shut look at Paul Hayden and rap. Yeah. It, it, it was, it, it, you know, I, I pretty much thought Cena would answer them with, with a rap, but he didn't. I was kind of disappointed. But, um... Yeah, so uh, we got SummerSlam coming up. Um, it was Hulk Hogan's birthday. We can talk about Raw, you know, real fast, real quick. Um, real fast, real quick? Yeah. We can talk about the last two that happened? The last? No, we can skip um, the the other week. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, because it really nothing much of note. Um, well, you forgot a, you forgot about Slater versus, uh, versus um, your boy uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah, that was that. That yeah, kind of was, you know, that was that was reminiscent of the one two one two three kid versus Razor Ramon. Ah, uh, you're going too far. <laughs> <laughs> you're going too far. Uh, uh, what, you, what, we had you um. You crossed the line in the sand. Yeah, you know, evolution. Excuse me, evolution. Yeah. Um, we had Hulk Hogan's birthday. I was scared to death for Hulk Hogan when Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar came out there. I thought he was going to break every one of them legends in half. <laughs> well, I remember I said to you as it was happening because they said they were coming back at the end, and they were still left to have the Hulk Hogan uh, birthday party celebration and festivities. Yeah. Uh, so I was, as I said to you, like I think, I mean, I. 
I kind of was joking, but I wouldn't have been shocked. Look, you I called that shit. Fuck that. Get, if I saw Hogan get F5. Yeah, I didn't think that man was taking no F5. But think about, you know, the balls that Brock Lesnar has. Like, that man walked up on three three dudes with NWA, NWO shirts on. You know, like, I know they're old, but you just don't walk up on the NWO like that. I mean, how do I say this? We we're, we're not exactly sure if Kevin Nash saw Brock Lesnar tour a quad or not. Wow. Then then when it comes to the Scott Hall, I think was well, that the first time they had him alive, Mike? Like, yes. In front of a crowd, and he is like what since then since he fought Stone Cold at WrestleMania 18. Yes. That might be the last time. So, uh, it was good to see everybody. I, I marked out because I thought with Hogan wearing the tank top, the, the Hope, the, you know, Hope Rules, uh, tank top, that I, I didn't think it was an NWO shirt underneath the we You know, we ripped the shirt off and you called it. I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't think you had a, you know. I, I was like, that man got an NWO shirt underneath that. Like, that man was almost wearing like the Rock Under Armour shirt down there. Yeah, it, it was real tight. It was, it was, that was the smallest NWO shirt I've ever seen. Yeah. One thing I will I said to you also is when it happened, seeing like Orndorff come out, seeing um, also Flair come out, I'm almost, and, and Piper, I'm really convinced that had Warrior not passed, he would have been there too. Yeah. Warrior, they, they would have brought him out. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of sad, but I mean. Another thing, were those all the only friends that Hulk Hogan had? What do you mean? Like, like there wasn't nobody else to bring out for Hogan? Has he burned that many bridges and alienated that many people? Well, really, it was supposed to be, like, his biggest, like, guys he fought at WrestleMania. So, I guess you could say, well, World of Slaughter. Um, well, when he came out, like, Macho Man's dead, too. So, he would, he probably, he definitely would have been there. Yeah. If the, you know. But, uh, you know, Andre wasn't there. Well, Andre's gone as well, and you know good and well they're not going to have sheep near no live mic. <laughs> so why am I even inviting him, you know what I mean? Bro, uh, I, I almost wouldn't, wouldn't trust uh, the Iron Sheik on One Nation Radio, almost. Man, I don't trust Iron Sheik on Twitter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you see what he does on Twitter, that man's off the chain. Yes. Uh, you don't want no parts of that, man. Um... So we, you know, basically we we get the whole bill for Cena versus Lesnar. We can hop right into that for uh, SummerSlam. They haven't okay. they haven't touched each other. They were just on screen together for the first time, you know, yep. uh, the other night. Uh, mm-hmm. Have Have you enjoyed the build so far? This is like very old school um, of these guys not touching each other because normally they do shit like, yeah, we'll put y'all in a tag team together and you know whatever. And, you know, we're going to make y'all go face-to-face for weeks, you know. And I thought that was what kind of – that kind of hurt WrestleMania 29 because they were just debating every week. Uh-huh. But uh, what, did, what did you think of this build? I think it was – I think they set it up well to where when you see the commercials and, it, like, it was on ESPN. I've seen it on a couple other places. And you see uh, – the one thing I like about Lesnar the most is he lets Heyman do the talking, and like, and then he like keeps he doesn't do any live talking, but then he'll cut like 
um, the UFC type promos on people, whether it was Cena the first time he came back, or it was um, against CM Punk for SummerSlam last year. Yep. And he did in, uh, they did they showed packages of that, and they repackaged it next, or I guess showed more of the footage for uh, what they showed on um, after Raw um, on Monday on the WWE Network, mm-hmm. and it, he's so good. Um, and then you know he has Heyman to talk, so he, he like he doesn't have to. Basically, all he has to say is, "Hey, Paul, go say something stupid like he did before." Right. And it works, and because. The build, to me, I feel like the build was better because they weren't, that was the first time they were in the same building. Right. Um, well, Hollywood you know Cena. Mean, like, or they were or they were, they were out at the same time in front of the crowd, for what we say, because you had the first time Lesnar comes out, uh, the, the, the clothes raw the night after Battleground, you have Cena's response, you had the, uh, the week after, the week after that, uh, Cena and Heyman are going to at each other, and then on Monday you get the final. You know, yeah, and it was appropriate build. Like I, honestly, I feel like besides uh, Stephanie and Bree, they're the only two. Those these are only two robberies that were like compelling and well and well built. Yeah, that um that video package and the documentary as well, which I don't think you mentioned. Like after. You know, they should have advertised that a little bit more, I think, that documentary they put yeah, out. They should, they should have advertised it the same way they advertised their match, uh, the replay of their match to not Raw, Raw last week. They should have advertised the same way throughout Raw. They only did it one time from what I saw. As right. opposed to, like, throughout, like, every hour. It was awesome. It like, it's just like, yeah, it was. it's like letting people know, like, Lesnar's like, like, I was telling you, like, to me, that man's like an all-timer. Like... <laughs> like he's he's on that level like and he hasn't been wrestling that you know he doesn't have that many service years and all that shit but that man has beat so many people and has so many good matches like he's he's the fucking truth like he's Shao Kahn like well the thing the thing that's interesting um as a person that wasn't around for that time just looking at it he should have been he would have been um Probably as big as he was, as big as he got at that scene was, he would have been like something between what Cena, what Cena became and like what like Rock and Austin were, like something in between as a meet, like in between. Like I don't think he would have ever gotten that high because you just can't. And then he, but he would have been bigger than Cena. But it, it still goes to the part of like. They still would have had the same issues, except they would have possibly had two guys or, or only one guy, and Tripper and Cena would have been overqualified to be the guy. You know what I mean? All right. Because there's still an issue of having all the old, all the Ohio Valley wrestling guys. They were just they came at a time where like all the expansion guys came out, so there were plenty of fresh guys to come out and wrestle, and then all those guys were older. And they like laid it down. So like, what would have happened after they after like 2005? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and, they like, they would have been Ray, they would all been the man. Gone, been walled, you know what I mean? Like it, it would have been cool to see him wrestle like Orton and Batista or whatever. But it just you know or later on. But it they like he would have still had the same issues that Cena's facing of oh he he fought everybody already. You know what yeah. I mean? 
And yeah, they would have been a little bit more compelling because you have Heyman, who's a genius, and then you have the fact that he's more, he's a he's menacing, he's almost like a freaking, uh, he's like a, he's almost like a boss in a video game. Yeah, like he's Shao Kahn, like. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's Shao Kahn, he's Sam Bison. Yeah. Yeah, he's all He's Shang Tsung, like, yeah, excuse me, Shao Kahn's over Shang Tsung, but he's you like. Get, you get the picture, yeah. Yeah, like. That Undertaker thing, like, in retrospect, you know, we originally called it a mistake, but Lesnar is like, so the reason I'm so confused kind of with everything that's about to happen is because you don't know what's about to happen. It's like, okay, do you spit in the face of the streak by having Cena just, you know, obliterate Lesnar? Do you put the belt on a part-timer? Or do you, or behind door C, they have this money in the bank briefcase, and does anybody really want Seth Rollins to be the champion right now? I don't know. How do I say this? There's so many doors left. In, in a sense, it's more compelling of, like, what can happen at this SummerSlam than even last year. And, you know, everyone, you know, kind of felt like, you know. Something if, was if brewing. Had been seen it, it was going to be the greatest thing ever. And then we ended up getting something that was even more, it, it was even more compelling than if Brian actually won. Yep. Now, the execution, uh, how they got got through all that to get to him to not get to the top again, that was, you know, it was frustrating, and at times they didn't know what the hell they were doing, but they got there. But, right. that, wasn't, but that wasn't exactly planned that way. They had, like, we got something that's going to leave everybody shocked at SummerSlam. People are going to love it and be, like, mystified and, like, wow, this is great. This is why I love wrestling. This, there's so many, there's more possibilities, but... Um, None of them is really a winner. None of them is like a clear cut. This is what you do to really shock them, or because one because one way or the other is going to be, wow, we had a part time winning the belt, and and we don't know when the next time he's going to defend it, like yeah. or if he's even going to going to defend or if he's going to vacate it or whatever, or like if Cena going to win and then like the we're going to be even matter about what happened with Undertaker losing at some at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Eventually, people are going to have to get over that shit. But but the thing is, people are going to be more bummer if, if Lesnar is going to win now. Like, he has to win. And I feel that way, but, I mean, I can still be wrong, obviously. And I've I'm heard this, bummer. like, kind of comparison. Like, I think Paul Heyman said something about, you know, the it, it'll be special to see the champion wrestle. So they could get away with it and bring that man back for, like, Survivor Series. And, you know, since we I'm all really pay for the WWE Network for nine ninety nine, you know, they right. can they can keep him off pay-per-view and, and still give us Cena versus whoever as the main event. But Lesnar's not around. Kind of how, like, you know, they would send Andre the Giant to all those different territories, but he would bring him around for, you know, the special occasion. That's kind of what Brock is. Yeah, but this, but, yeah, that's true, but this also late 1983. But they have, they they have, you know, look at the the Daniel Bryan storyline. They have a fascination with digging into the past, especially with the Triple H regime, you know, um, going yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. And they're moving that's in true. a very like old school direction. Like they're trying to like it was old school the way you know Ambrose and Rollins have been kept away from each other until now. Like it was like a bait and switch. That's some WCW shit. Um, if you look at NXT, like all the uh, you know all the prospects they have, like they're teaming with guys now. Like they just uh, signed that guy Kevin Steen. I don't know if you've heard about him, but he's like you yeah, know. I, I've heard about him. So, One of the few any guys I've ever heard about. Yeah. Right. So like but for me, 
Well, for me, it was like, yeah, they had Andre come in and out, and he was a big deal when he came back, but he never had the belt. Yeah. That's, I mean, like, that's a gamble. Because it's like, what the hell do you do? Like, all right, so, like, the objective is to beat a, like, like Ric Flair says, the objective is to beat a man. So, right. the, in those belts, that, that goal symbolizes who's the man. So, like, if, the, if that goal ain't on TV, then, like, what exactly, why exactly should we care about stakes and context now? It's just like, is it basically like being like the belt, the new the new belt is basically being a number one contender to get pummeled by Brock Lesnar at Summer or Survivor Series? Oh my gosh! Like like, do you want to be that next guy to wrestle Brock Lesnar kayfabe wise? Do you want to be that that next guy to fight Lesnar? I wouldn't. Well, I mean, I made the joke with you, like you saying like you think City Fox win. I was like, yeah, bro. What happens if it turns to a shoot? Yeah, you <laughs> like, know. Yeah, exactly. we can do this the easy way or the hard way. I don't know, man. It's 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 really in the meta sense outside of the storyline, it's more interesting than actually um, the actual match. Right. Like the decision, the like decision that's going to be made is going to be like for for me anyway. Like which way they go is more interesting to me than like actually watching them wrestle again. And I don't, I don't think they're going to have a bad match. I think they're going to have a good match, but. It's just like, wow, what the hell are they going to do next? Yep. And that's why we watch wrestling. Yeah. Um, if, you, if they do it right, yeah, like this. And it's, it's, it's one of the few things they've done right, but I feel like they've done this right. And this is like, this is the guy that should have been seen as rival this whole time. Not Randy Orton. You know, not CM Punk. Like, this is, you know, when they rolled in in 2002, you know, Cena wasn't the number one prospect, but he became the number one guy. But Lesnar's the guy that handed everything to immediately, and it was the right decision. Like, that's why it's just going to be phenomenal. I can't wait. Um, We're going to go ahead into – let's go into Brie Bella versus Stephanie McMahon next, and then we'll hit a a break. All right. Um, Brie Bella versus Stephanie McMahon, they're taking turns arresting each other or getting each other arrested, basically just snitching. So, uh, yeah. how do you feel about this, James? <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like what they did with... I love everything they've done with this feud until the Brie Bella arrest. Yes, this um, this getting arrested because she slapped this chick who's supposedly sleeping with Dan Bryan. Like I thought we were a PG show. Why are they talking about having affairs and whatnot? Well, I mean they had the. I mean, you gotta keep in mind we had the um, the whole AJ and and, um, the, and John Cena thing. Yeah. Uh, from a year and change ago. So or from a wow, yeah, that was uh, two years ago. But why does Daniel Bryan have to be subjected to this shit? Like, they wouldn't have subjected, like, The Rock to this shit. They wouldn't have subjected, uh, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin to this shit. Well, they kind of subjected Cena to it. Remember when Rock was doing his little rap thing and they brought up the fact that he was getting, like, a divorce and had, like, an, an alluded to an affair? Like, in 2013? Like, that, that was Dirty Pool. But Daniel Bryan's not even on television to defend himself. Like, why? Like is this just something? Is this just something for him to address? Is this a storyline that they're 
a door they're leaving open for him when he comes back? Well, I I really feel like um, what they did that as I said, like first off, as being the face, no one's gonna believe that actually happened, right? So, um, it, for me, it was to give people, it was gonna give the people a sense to this is this is the face, this is the heel. Remember that because remember there was a lot of backlash or not backlash. There was a lot of um, like talk about how based on the fact that. Breed really had really doesn't have a really fleshed out character for this view compared to Stephanie at least, mm-hmm. and the fact that she's kind of a, she's not that good of an actor actress on the mic. Oh yeah, you so are needed, trash. Yeah, <laughs> so you needed yeah, like so they needed and also the fact that Bree Bree's voice alone leads on to the feel of she's a mean girl. You know what I mean? You can't sit with her. So, right. Um, they needed something to remind people, like, yeah, we're rooting for, we're supposed to be rooting for Bree. Because you got to keep in mind, like, Stephanie slapped the shit out of her, not into the apron, and the then, crowd and then you know, and then the co-op, yeah, and then co-op the yes chant again, remember? So, she needed that. Um, Nikki's going to be in uh, Bree's corner. Triple H will be in Stephanie's corner. Yeah. What role do we see Nikki Bella? Do we get a swerve and have, you know, Nikki turn on Bree, you know, or, you know, did, did they buy her out? I think uh, Nikki is going to slap Triple H and he is going to take a, a front bump the same way that he did when Bree slapped him two weeks ago. You know, was he a 14-time champion or 13-time champion? 13-time champion. 13-time champion. Slap down by a female. Well, not not the fact that it was that. It's that like we've seen him get slapped by the best of the best, and not like take, and not just fall. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's in the middle of a match and acquired damage, and then like you know, he he had his feet underneath him. Is basically what I'm saying. Like he just no, yeah. he just oversold it. Like I, I, I guarantee you, Sean called him and was like, "Really, dude? Not even fall <laughs> off a female." <laughs> oh man. But. but uh the build's right. been excellent. We've been wanting this match, you know, yeah. since payback. Um, yeah. Stephanie's pedigree looked good. Um, I'm anxious yeah. to see the ring gear, you know, the whatever. Yeah, that is the most interesting. That might be one of the most interesting things of this entire SummerSlam. You know, what is what are them shorts? What is it gonna look like now? What is she? And also, like you said, you mentioned the pedigrees. Yeah, those shorts are looking nice too. Yeah. All right, now, I think that's enough objectifying women, but now, now move on. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's going to wrap up segment one. Uh, when we come back for segment two, we're going to talk about uh, Bray Wyatt versus Jericho. We'll talk about uh, Jack Swagger and Rusev, AJ and Paige, Orton and Reigns, ladies pick a side. Uh, Ms. Ziggler and Ambrose Rollins, round two will be our lightning round, and then in round um, segment three, No Holds Bar, we'll just be talking about you know SummerSlam memories and whatever else we do in No Holds Barred. This is One Nation oh, Radio. I forgot to mention what we think our predictions are for the uh, the open challenge for the Usos. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, that was on the, the other day. I didn't I didn't watch it. Yeah, I missed it, too. So We have the internet, though. We'll find out. Yes. This is One Nation Radio, and you do not have to pay nine ninety nine. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. We are black and we're proud. James, what's going on? 
Apparently he didn't finish his sentence. You know, he's he meant to say he's gonna be taking time off. You know, off television. Apparently, either that or that, that WWE done shut down the movement before it actually got started. Yeah. Pretty disappointed. Man. It, 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 man. You know, if always oh, oh, trying to hold us back. Yeah. Um. Like we said, they should just run out during the main event. You know, it, it ain't gonna be no winner. We just gonna drag both of them. You know, yeah. Cena and Lesnar. Yeah, just same way they did Big. This same way they did with Big Show, uh, whooping uh, uh, Ryan or Ryan, Randy Orton and Big Show's ass. I'm sorry, Daniel Bryan's ass at the uh, was it Battleground? Yep. Yeah, do that. Non finished. Fuck your fuck your title match. Yeah. Um, I, I really hope they do something with these boys. People, imagine actually I do want riot. Well, you know, riot is that by, by way I mean bitch online incessantly. Oh yeah. You know, and Triple H will put it in a promo. But um, <laughs> moving on, um, hope hope you know those brothers, and I do mean brothers, get a chance to do their thing. Um. <laughs> Up next, we got the battle of of the women. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, uh, the women's match. Um, Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> you know when you said the women's match, I thought you were about to talk about AJ and Paige. No, you know, you know, women <laughs> everywhere are, are torn. They don't know who to root for. Wow. Uh, we have Roman Reigns in his first big singles match uh, against Randy Orton, who he's been fighting for like over a year and a half. Uh, you know, but it's new. It's new. No, it's, look, it's, yes, they've been fighting a lot, but they're not in this, not one-on-one. You know, this is back when, when Roman Reigns was working his way up, working his way up to the top, and now he's here. And now he's about to go against, you know, the guy that, you know, if this goes well, this can mean a lot for his career. If not, then we have another Sheamus. Yeah. Um, I was kicking this idea around. Um, I was talking to someone about wrestling in this match. Would would Randy Orton winning be a bad thing? Uh, define define how he wins. He wins like after a you know a hard fought match and you know RKO's him and wins. Oh, clean. Clean. No, nah, that can't happen, bro. No, nah, that can't happen. <laughs> you can't beat that man clean. No way in hell. No. Nah. I mean, I'm down with Orton winning, but it's not going to take some type of interference. Like, you can't whoop that man's ass the way he did uh, to start off the feud and then call him a boy and all that kind of stuff and then put him through a table. And then, you know... In the meantime, like he also before was hiding from him with, with having KB his muscle, and they gonna beat him clean in a fifteen fifteen minute twenty minute match. Nah, man, that can't happen. Yeah, that don't make much sense. Like that, that kind of like means he's not there yet, and you kind of need him to be because there's no Daniel Bryan right now. Yeah, and you know he's the alternative right now. Um, I'm. I hadn't considered that stuff, you know, as far as the table stuff and, you know, being put through it and all that. 
But um, like that, that's just like you just killed him. That's almost like watching CM Punk beat Dolph Ziggler seven times at, uh, <laughs> that one year. Oh my gosh! Or seven different ways he beat him, and then finally got the pin. Nah, that just you just ruining him. Um, Orton and Reigns, like I think, it's going to be a better match than people anticipate. You know, the Roman Reigns hate is is already beginning. He's overrated. He doesn't deserve this. Da, 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 da. It's like y'all waited, you know, till he got away from the shield, you know, to start. You know, everybody was loving Roman Reigns before. What happened? Uh, well, I would say what happened is, okay, would you disagree that even though Reigns um, deserves to be where he's at, that there have been times where – Ambrose has been hotter as a face than him. Yes, Ambrose has been. Um, they're, they're allowing Ambrose to just do different crazy shit. Man. Like, yeah, he's he's crazy man Ambrose. He's hopping out of shit. Like he's he's he's, he's basically he's like he's like the jump out boys. Like I expect that man to pull up in a van next to Seth Rollins and jump out the van. Like on him, he's like the jump out guy. Yeah, he is. Um, but. Also, you know, he's fighting Randy Orton. How how really how exciting is it really going to get? You talking about like as far as you know, there's going to be two guys work. basically telling each other, you know, I'm just going to kick your ass. Like that's pretty much it. Well, it was weird what they did with with Orton at first. At first, it was like there's not going to be any comedy. <laughs> well, that's true. At first, they were setting up to be, like, from what I could tell, they were setting up to be to where something like Orton is, like, reluctantly going to fight him. He's going to, like, basically outsmart him and, you know, play the better in mind games with him. You know, teach him the ropes sort of type thing. Right. The competition. Then it turned out to a, nah, bro, like, we evil. We just don't want it, both of us. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's. Kind of not what I was expecting, but all right, especially after what happened at um, pay, uh, not Payback, but um, Battleground. Yeah. Um, I've got Reigns going over. Um, you know, he's going to hit his five moves that everybody, you know, likes to hate on, but, you know, the most exciting moves of the night, probably. Um, and he's going to continue marching on here, but he's he's still headed for a showdown with Triple H. I, um, I, huh. and, and Brock Lesnar, we coming for you, nigga. I think Orton wins dirty. Orton wins dirty. I've got Reigns clean, but we'll see. I think it might be something where Orton wins dirty and then Reigns like even like somehow wake gets up and beats his ass before he gets out of state, gets out, gets out of the out of dodge. All right. Um, next, like we got uh, Bray Wyatt versus Chris Jericho, which this shit was awesome. Like um, the the face to face thing, Wyatt babbled about a bunch of bullshit, and it's actually become the gimmick of it. Like you're not really saying shit, bro. Like you're you you sound like to quote Joe Button, you know, you're like a Chinese flicks moving your mouth but ain't saying nothing. Wow. And Jericho basically just looked at him like, hey, man, I'm sick of your riddles. I'm just going to whoop your ass. You know. It it could have been better built. 
along the way. Um, I think they fucked up by letting Jericho win at, battle, at Battleground because, you know, there's no real reason for him to fight. But why is, you know, he's he's been all right, you know, in this thing. It's going to be interesting to see what role uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper play because they are, quote-unquote, banned from ringside, whatever that means. Yeah, well, the thing that makes no sense about that is, all right, so they get they got involved in the last match and, and Jericho won, so now he's not going to be involved and then he's going to win this time. Like, there's going to be something. Something's going to happen. Like, I feel like they may abduct Jericho. You said what? I feel, I feel like they may abduct Jericho and, you know, he'll show up and rock because he can drop him off in the parking lot, but he, they'll do something. They'll do something <laughs> for a sec. Whether it is they, they leave him hang, leave him land where he's at or something, they'll do something. I think I think Wyatt wins. Yeah, um, he's he's got to win this one. I think he'll I think he'll win through like garbage means. Like he'll win with the help of them two, but with uh, of his two goons. But I mean, he has to win. I don't really think it makes much sense for for Jericho to win and go over Wyatt twice, and especially given the way it's, it's been working because he's. he's they like I feel like they built Jericho up over the past month, or since he's been back, well enough to where he's he's equity if he beats if he loses somebody. So I feel like yeah, he's worthy now. He's worthy for the the help boost Bray White. Right. Um, I I just want them to have a really good match, you know, just for Jericho's sake, because I don't want you know the perception to get out there, oh, he's slowing down. I mean, he's been slowing down just a little bit, but he's, you know, Jericho's my fourth favorite wrestler ever, so I have no problem with him winning, but... <laughs> yeah, he had a great match, what, two or three weeks ago with Seth Rollins. Yeah, so it's just like, Wyatt better not fuck this up, because Jer- I don't know how many more Jericho has. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, okay, I get that. Up next, um, we've got you know, Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins in a lumberjack match. Would you like to tell everybody why we're having a lumberjack match? Because we've already had like four or five battle royals this year, so we can't have a six. <laughs> That's the only reason why. What else? They have to get the dudes on. They have to get all these dudes on the card that like should be having matches like Sheamus, Cesaro. Like Cesaro. Would have been Del Rio. Yeah, and you know what's funny? If you were to say, like, back during Payback, or not Payback, I keep saying it, it back during Battleground, if you could imagine the Miz and Dolph Ziggler having a match but not Sheamus and Cesaro, you'd have been like, no, nah, that's not happening. For SummerSlam. You'd yeah. Like, that's not happening. But here we are. And they deserve it. Like, this has been, like, this fantastic, old-school, lovable Hollywood heel Standing on the on the uh, table doing commentary. Yeah. yeah, doing what he's always done good, which is run his mouth. And, you know... And who ain't room for Ziggler at this point? Yeah. But I want to get back to Ambrose and Rollins. Um, okay. Dean Ambrose hopping out of boxes and shit, you know, <laughs> on Rollins. Like, Ambrose is, is ridiculous. Like, he, he's... I don't know how this happened. Yeah, it's just going to be crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Just go out there and be these mix-ups. Just be like Scott, just be like Piper. Like, Piper is like 
demeanor or mannerisms of being like fishy and nutso while also being like uh anything goes I run out I run up on you at any point like I'm like your Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. And Rollins almost a perfect guy because it, he almost draws you in like to feel sorry for him like damn you don't know where uh Ambrose about to jump out on this man at like like I feel yeah. like he, like Ambrose will run up on that man while he's taking a shit or something like <laughs> like it's time to run it. In a weird way, had it not been for the beating he he put on him with that chair, you and up it would always be in a and also be in with the authority. It's like Ambrose is the heel. They're running like Ambrose is the heel and Severn is the face, but because of two things happening, that's not the case. Yeah. Like um, I've got a. Uh... Rollins going over, um, just to keep him strong with that briefcase, and you know whatever happens, and this feud like continues because if Ambrose you know whoops that ass, you know I don't see the incentive. Like he's gonna he's gonna win like dirty, like some some bullshit is gonna happen, like or he's gonna incite a riot with all them lumberjacks. I think. I think Ambrose is going to win because I feel like the Lumberjacks are going to beat the hell out of Seth Rollins because he's an authority guy. And they, and they can finally get range to whoop one of them without any repercussions. They might whoop both them boys' ass. <laughs> because of what happened with the shield? Yes. Like, yeah, you know, this is the rematch. You know, we don't uh, like y'all, either of y'all. But, I mean, um, that could happen. Like, what happened? You know what would be really, 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 like, make you roll your eyes and be like, damn it. If, like, the bell rings, they both end up, like, arguing, and then it's almost like SmackDown to where they all, all of a sudden, like, Triple H comes on and says, you know what, screw this, turn it into a, into a battle royal match for the briefcase. <laughs> a battle royal for the briefcase? Damn. No, not even for the briefcase, because he won't do that to stuff, Ronald, but, like, yeah, he's going to make this a battle royal tonight. Screw that. Forget it. Wow. All y'all get in there when you have a battle royal. And then, if you, I, bro, if that happens... I, I would just, I would just, I don't know how to react. I, I don't know whether I'd be upset, mad, like, again? Savvy, or be like, are you serious again? I don't know how to hand, how I would handle it. I really don't. Um, that, over to Miz and Ziggler. Um, I've got Ziggler winning I, just because I want Ziggler to win. Like, simply simply because of that. Sorry, I, I didn't offer any, you know, groundbreaking analysis or anything. But I think, I think Ziggler's going to win, too. Clean. I think they need to elevate Miz again. Um, he's working on it. Like you get him off. Like he's had a little run with his belt. He has a really good match with. with um, he has a really good match with Ziggler the same way he did it. Uh, the Raw, um, right after Battleground. And yeah, I can see him moving on. I'd like to but see like, Ambrose versus Miz. Like have Crazy Man Ambrose uh hopping out everywhere on Miz on on the Hollywood sets. And then you can have Ambrose talk about what, all the stuff he did to his moneymaker, to yep. his moneymaker. You know, I'm going to punch your moneymaker. You know, I'm going to dismember your moneymaker, all this other yeah. shit. Yeah. I can see that. You know, it, 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 it may be Ziggler versus Rollins maybe after this, but, you know, who knows. Uh, I wouldn't mind that at all. On to the uh, last two matches, uh, we got Jack Swagger versus Rusev. I feel like the wind has came out of this, the the air hasn't has come out of this feud. Like yeah. this match needed to happen like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, 
I've got swagger going over because it's flag magic. He can keep Rusev strong. Like he can get distracted by something. He can get caught in the ropes. He can do whatever, and you know, still quote unquote look strong. And it's going to be a yeah, big American SummerSlam moment. And we're cheering for Jack Swagger. Yeah. Unbelievable. So is Rusev trash or no? If he underperforms again, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just write it out. He's trash and just yep, there he is. Until further notice, he's trash. Look, you know, I expect that man to fight Cena on pay per view before the end of the year. <laughs> if he watch doesn't, it be like, I'll be shocked. It be like Hell in the Cell or something. Watch. Oh my gosh. Or TLC. You know they like to throw throw weird shit out at TLC. Well, yeah, they do TLC, but they can have... Well, nah, they don't really care about that. I was going to say you can protect one of them by, yeah, like, just just have Russo put him through a table. <laughs> chair match. Table match. Nah, table match. Just, just put him through a chair. Or through a table. Look, it'll be like, yeah, um, John Cena's out on the apron... Um, Rusev stumbles backwards and Cena loses balance and falls through the table with one foot and he loses. Hey, if you kick somebody and they go through the table, does that count as a, as a, as a win or no? Yes. Yeah, if you don't watch, he'll be get up on the apron, he'll give him that jump and super kick, he'll fall, he'll fall from the apron to the table <laughs> on the floor. That'd be terrible. And the last match we got uh we got AJ Punk I mean AJ Lee versus um oh, Paige man. um Paige also was rapping you know yeah, or know. doing poetry whatever I don't know yeah um I'm sure the internet enjoyed it I wasn't looking at my Twitter feed you know during it but are you have have you been thrilled with this feud as everyone else seems to be. It's had its moments. Um, you know, four four weeks, four weeks for like having a non-affecting McMahon um, person or a woman carry having to try and carry one other person. Like, it's kind of hard. Like it's hard for like a face to carry, you know, carry a four week schedule of promos and stuff with a heel. Like if a if Paige was better with the mic, then this would have more juice to it for me. And what the um, hell did and what the hell did AJ do to even Marie? Like we're supposed to cheer, we were supposed to cheer for AJ after that, or what? Like was she a face? Yeah, uh, no, she's a face. She's just crazy. Yeah, she's just crazy. And they didn't do AJ no favors by having her fight even Marie twice um, since. Oh, heat, heat magnet. Two, times, two different times. Like that, that's not that ain't, that ain't helping her out. Heat magnet. People hate her. Yeah, people hate her. You know what I'm saying? Hey, watch her be awful at wrestling. Like, <laughs> they couldn't have done. They couldn't have had like I don't know. Maybe they could have like Alicia Fox fight her. Do we want to see Alicia Fox doing them jobs like that? I don't. Well, we okay. Well, do you not? She's not on TV. If she's not doing that for them too, if not, she's probably fighting on SmackDown. I don't watch SmackDown or anything, but she's probably you know you know fighting fighting on SmackDown. I'll just assume because where the fuck is Naomi? You know, like I don't you know, we just gonna forget about Naomi, you know. Um, but who you got going over? 
Um, I see AJ winning. I, like, they can't be out here, they can't be out here playing hot potato a hot potato every single time at the belt. That that doesn't. I matter. agree because for some reason, well, WWE has to get that return on that investment in her. Like she's not about to come off the belt that fast. Uh, right or wrong, she's gonna hold the belt. So uh, Naomi just waits. <laughs> and whenever Charlotte comes up, I'm, I'm pushing for Charlotte to win that shit immediately. Like, like fuck that. Like the first night, the same way. That yeah. Did. Yeah, I'm like, this is the real. Like y'all thought Paige was the real. No, this is the real. Now, what would be funny if all of a sudden Rick Flair comes out on one of those girls, and then talking about, yeah, he's done nice with the belt, da 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 da. da. But you know what? You can't beat Charlotte, though. Yeah, you can't beat my daughter, Charlotte, and then Charlotte comes out. That'd be a cool way to put, like, if Flair, like, puts, puts her out like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. What up, Flair? But, what up, Charlotte? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think we'll have a better match than last time. Cause they, I, I, don't, I, don't I hope so. Possibly, I don't think they can possibly botch that many times. It's, it's, they've, they, they've got you know this is the big showcase they, you know they're not about to get no one on one divas match at Wrestlemania anymore like this is this is like the high point you know for whatever's going to happen with the divas title so they have the opportunity it's on them and one thing I'll say for as much as you know how we shed on their match at the last few the match would have would have elevated and taken off to another level if they hadn't botched so many times. Like it was a smart, it was a smartly like built match. But also the pressure was on too. They kept dooming, they kept fucking up. Like so, I think, I think, I think the creativity is there between those two to put on a, a good match. It just comes down to execution. And, and AJ being somewhat believable in the ring. <laughs> like I know seeing like I mentioned this to you, like I know CM Punk is small, Daniel Bryan is small, Shawn Michaels is small, but damn. Like, Ray Mysterio is small too. Yeah, Ray Mysterio is small, you know, but damn, AJ like <laughs> Alright, that's gonna wrap up segment two. Uh we will be back with uh, talking about, you know, some of our favorite summer slams in the past. And whatever else we think of in No Holds Barred. Um, this is One Nation Radio. And welcome back to One Nation Radio, where you do not have to pay nine ninety nine. James, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, I, I'm happy for you that you feel good. Um, SummerSlam coming up, you know, both of us, you know, like SummerSlam a great deal. Um, lots of legendary moments over the years. Um, not talking about SummerSlam 95. Um, right. (laughs) Um, but you know, looking over the last couple years, we've made this point that SummerSlam is the only event they haven't really dropped the ball on in a long time. Correct. Um, just looking at last year, um, definitely one of my favorite moments, uh, Daniel Bryan winning, you know, WWE title for the first time in a classic, um, CM Punk's last great match in WWE, uh, versus Lesnar. 
Uh, I think I'm gonna go back and watch that tonight. You know, just to just to enjoy it. Um, it's a monster. It's so good that you like forget what they did with a lot of stuff they did, and like when they were touched, when they were like fighting each other on Raw and the build up to that match, it didn't uh, even matter because the match was so monster. Um, of course, you got the cash in um, of last year. Um, yes. 2012, you know, Jericho and Ziggler. That was very good. Yeah. Um, CM Punk versus Cena versus Big Show with the dueling submissions. Um, somebody had it. Somebody was going to lose that, and it wasn't going to be one of them. <laughs> CM Punk wore the Bret Hart colors. Yep. That, that's when the first time he wore that shit. Like, that was like when he was a tweener. The, you had the uh, genesis of Team Hell he, No. He wasn't a tweener. No, he's a tweener at that time. Like, people were, like, he had turned, but people didn't want to, like, he was still playing like he was, you know, they were like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, yeah, he, 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 went, he, he went evil after SummerSlam. He was evil. You had um, Daniel Bryan beating Kane, and which was the, uh, the genesis of Team Hell No. Yep. And you have Lesnar like, and Triple H. Yeah, well, that's not business. That that was a that was a kind of a dud. Basically, yeah. Also in that twelve SummerSlam, you also had like really, I almost want to say like the only memorable, um, sorry, the only memorable Sheamus versus Del Rio match. Yeah, um, Sheamus was acting like a heel. It was weird. We yeah, thought a double switch yeah. was in play. It was a four. Yeah, it was a four month feud. <laughs> yes. Um, Alberto De Rio, we haven't touched on that lately, um, or his absence. Um, he, okay. you know, was apparently fired from WWE for slapping an employee. You know, there's accusations of racist stuff being thrown on. Like, what, you know, does Del Rio not being in the company mean to you? Because he was one of the first, like, new kind of guys you uh, kind of got connected with, you know, as far as a guy you became a fan of. I think it's kind of, you know, weak that they fired him off of that. I mean, but it just shows that, you know, they really weren't interested in bringing him back if they fired him for slapping somebody in backstage because we've all heard horror stories and stuff that has happened way far worse than somebody getting slapped. Like, unless it, unless it's, you know, turns out that maybe it was a woman that he slapped, then I can understand that. But if it's just like he slapped another dude, yeah, and then I kind of think that they weren't, so enthusiastic about bringing him back after his contract ran out anyway. Yeah. Um, I'll miss those Del Rio hands. And, yeah. you know, y'all know what the Del Rio hands are. Y'all need to just go watch them old entrances he used to do. And you made a point of, of mentioning this. No one would ar- no that no one would say that he's not very talented because he clearly is. Um... And then he also, he mentioned this to me before, like, in the, since 2000, what, 11 or 10? 2011? Yeah. Since 2011, he's, like, one of the most decorated wrestlers ever, like. Like, that man's a Hall of Famer on paper. Like, like on, like, in three years, he's more decorated than everyone except for, like, Tim, Punk, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton. Like, he's on the short like, list. And Cena, of, of course. He's on the short list of, of greatest holders of the world belt. Ever like the, since the, since like the 2002 through 2000 whatever he held the belt for like 10 months last year. 
in a row. And he had good matches, like all those, pretty much all those feuds. Bro, he, bro, he dragged two classes out of, uh, out of Big Show. Dragged them out. Yeah. He, um, you know, his matches with Ziggler, aside from the AJ finish, like at Money in the Bank, that match was ridiculous. You know, yeah. him and Rob Van Dam. Yes, that was a very, very good match. That him and Cena had a good match. Year, What's up? Yes, they did. That opened up some. That opened up SummerSlam last year, right? No, it opened up Night of Champions. Night of Champions, and then um, blanking on who he fought at SummerSlam last year. He fought. It was Ziggler. It was Ziggler. No, he didn't fight Ziggler right? last year. Uh. Uh-uh. Nope. Uh, he wow. fought Christian. Was... Christian. That's right. That match was really good. You know, and it was just like he he was he was always really good. Like you knew you what you were gonna get from him. Like he's yeah, not and especially especially you have in the ring with Ziggler. Yes. Like that's that's like his Ric Flair to sting. Like that's his sting pretty much. <laughs> um He had good ma- he had a couple good matches with Orton. Like it, it just I mean, it's kinda weird that obviously he lost he he lost his um whatever people have for him as the as a heel, he lost his steam as a heel. They tried to boot, reboot him as a face, and it, it should have you know, worked. It worked. It should have worked had it not been for like you know things like Jack Swagger and catching DUI, and then they had to like shut him down, and then and then the whole Ziggler thing when you know Swagger kicked him in the face, like that messed up everything for both of their careers. You look at that back again, if Ziggler doesn't get that concussion, maybe they're both in better places. Like maybe you know Ziggler. Maybe they have a ridiculous feud for the belt that ends at SummerSlam. Yeah, and yeah, and also maybe like Del Rio doesn't like get fired because they feel like we can't let this dude go given what he's done for us just as much as you know over this like recent period of time. But you look at it like Money in the Bank winner, two-time WWE champion. I believe he's either a two or three-time world world champion, champion. world Rumble winner. Yeah. Like dude, Edge's last you know, match. Yeah. Um, like, sad. <laughs> sad to see him go. So, uh, Alberto Del Rio, if you're listening, you're welcome to come on One Nation Radio. <laughs> you know, explain, explain your side of the story. Yeah. Ratings will go through the roof. He had his own ring announcer, man. Come on now. Yeah, he he can come on too. You know, they they both in Tampa. You know, <laughs> they're both out of the company. True. True. Yeah. True. I need to tell uh, Dante hit him, hit him up. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know what? Also, I'm still I'm still waiting for the payoff of uh, Del Rio hitting on Rosa Mendez. Yeah, you definitely ain't getting that, that one. I'm still waiting for that payoff. Whatever happened to that all the, like a year and change ago? Whatever happened to that? Like, that she should have went with him. It would have gave her something to do. <laughs> Instead, they just dye her hair, for, you know, back and forth. Yeah. But maybe it was two on the nose. Who knows? Um, so, it would have helped her get some heat because she she, people, people like doing it. Yeah. Or at least they used to. No, not on TV. Now, you know, we got to put, you know, Paige on there. <laughs> AJ, you know, <laughs> only them. Um, well, I so, mean, that, that's not fair. She, she helped beat up Vicky. 
True. And she also wore that uh you know, that pudding bath. Yeah. Um, so SummerSlam memories, um, uh, James, like okay. what what are some of your uh favorite, you know, WWE title matches from uh past SummerSlams? Oh, title matches? Yeah. Or WWE title matches? Yeah. Uh, first one for me that comes to mind is 97 with three of my, what, five or six favorite wrestlers of all time involved, and two of them were one and two. Undertaker versus Bret Hart for the belt. Shawn Michaels special guest referee. Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, or sorry, Bret Hart spits in Shawn Michaels' face. Um, Shawn Michaels goes to hit Bret Hart with a cherry duck, hits Undertaker. And starts a decade-long beef. Yeah. Bret Hart, yeah. Bret Hart uh, looks him dead, or pins him, rolls him up. Shawn Michaels looks him dead in the eye while he's pinning him, really not wanting to pin or uh, not wanting to count out the three. Does it? Bret Hart's champion again. Yep. Um, one for me it happens to be is Brock Lesnar versus The Rock, um, 2002. Yeah. Um, Lesnar just it being his time, and they built him so well, and you know Rock going out clean um, and watching the crowd turn on Rock because, you know, Lesnar was just their guy at that point. And, you know, it was, it, it wasn't a thing like you were, you were being disloyal to Rock. It was like, yo, like, we're not buying that shit no more. Like Lesnar is like, where is that? Um, Definitely not um, Diesel versus Mabel um, for the WWL title. Uh, but Shawn Michaels and Vader um, had a had an awesome match at SummerSlam '96, and then I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the uh, steel cage match, Bret Hart and Owen Hart. That probably, like, yeah. I, I loved that match since I, I remember renting that videotape as a kid and then finding out about that match. Yeah, I mean that was. I mean, I mean how do I say this? I watched it beginning of. Or towards the end of last year, and when I was just going on a run of a, on YouTube before I before I started getting um, watching the network, just a just a run of Bret Hart matches. Because you know, me and you love to talk talk about how it's the same thing with Nas. Like, yes, they're complainers. Yes, they may ultimately be right about some of the things they complained about, but it just sounds like old bitter guys. But same thing is when you put on. Um, Stillmatic, yeah, or or untitled things. You watch a '94 Bret Hart match, and you just like you forget how freaking good these two guys are. And for me, like whether and I know you were talking about title matches, but like one for me, like I think the first match I ever remember watching, I can like have memories. Any type of video watching was '92 when Wembley Stadium, him and, and him and Bulldog. For the Antonio belt, that was huge. Uh-huh. But um, as you're talking about the cage match, that's one of the matches I watched, and just watching him and him and Owen go at it, and you know they're dragging like the whole like they're dragging each other and jumping over each other to get to the door. I think it's such a such a great match. Um. Also, another one uh, that was, you know, one pretty good. Um, Okay, it wasn't for the WWE title, but it was a world title. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk. Um, that oh, TLC oh, match. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. You're talking about two two people that don't give a damn out there. 
Like at that time. When when being a spot Mikey pays off. Uh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Hardy damn near himself for that senton. Yeah. And I, I, John Cena, Daniel Bryan last year, it was, it was ridiculous. Like, it was, we lost our minds when Daniel Bryan pinned, pinned him. You know, we didn't know what was gonna happen next, but just for that moment, it was like, oh my God, they did it! Like, <laughs> like, what do we well, do now? Remember, you were, remember, you told me you were saying you were even doing this podcast. Me, you had all these conversations off, off the, off the mic. And you had said, Money in the Bank, you were saying that, yeah, Brandon, you think Orton's going to win. And you know how much of an Orton guy I am, I was saying to you. Yeah. I'm not buying it until I see him on top of the, on, like, on that Sunday with the briefcase in his hand on top of the ladder. And he did it. And then you said you felt like Daniel Brown's going to win. And all sides pointed towards him winning, but I said to you, bro, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Until I see one, two, three, and he has the belt. And sure enough, he won. And at that point, I was like, You may as well purchase. And I said, He's still not, like, I'm not buying it because he still ain't cashed in. And then that damn pyro went off, and the confetti, or not, yeah, not the confetti. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what confetti? Confetti. Like, confetti and the pyro goes off, and I'm like, Wow, he really won. And I finally believed it, uh, and then. They took it back. <laughs> Yeah, like, so, it, it was so right in retrospect. It was so right. Yeah. One thing that we need to mention, we just brought up Del Rio, but, um, and him, and him also, you know, him cashing in, the match that Cena and, and CM Punk put on at the 2011 SummerSlam. Yeah. It was great. And it's kind of weird because now you have, so, and Triple H is a special guest referee, and, you know, it also goes to the point of, you know, it's kind of like when cash is, it kind of makes stuff kind of weird and hard to remember now, but that was a great match. And those two, anytime they get in the ring, it's always on too. Yeah. That's another great, like, steamboat flare type thing. Yeah. They um are the going to be the centerpiece of one of the rivalries that's going to be in WWE 2K15, and it's, the graphics are absolutely ridiculous. Um, can't wait. I might take the day off from work. Wow. Yeah, for a video game. I don't care. Um, very mature. Very mature. Very mature. Um, now, some some matches that, you know, that weren't title matches, you know. Um, obviously, CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar, as we talked about before. Yes. The Brawler Room Brawl. Yes, uh, where Paul Bearer turns on Undertaker and these two beat the hell out of each other. Yes. Um, Hogan versus Shawn Michaels. <laughs> you know the icon. You know the icon versus the legend. You know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Randy Orton versus uh Shawn or not Shawn was uh, Randy Orton versus Hulk Hogan the SummerSlam match too? They fought the year after that. Wow. Yeah. Hulk Hogan wrestling. John Cena versus Batista in 2008. Very good match. Um, okay. Along with Undertaker versus Edge in the Hell in a Cell, where he choke slams Edge. Like straight to hell and like the ring lights on fire. Yes. Oh, also 2002 SummerSlam. Shawn Michaels. Yes. Triple H. No, no, no. It was a street fight. 
Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm tripping. You're right. It was a street right. fight. It was. It was. It was bloody. It, it, it may as well have been all that blood. Yeah, like it was. It, it was rough out there. Um, also, not mentioning Undertaker versus Undertaker from 1994. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I didn't want to You know. Uh, one, another one worth mentioning. Um, uh, um, it was. I'm blanking. You go ahead. I'll, I'll remember it. Go ahead. Um, another one I had on there. One sec. Oh, 1998 Rock versus Triple H Intercontinental Title. Yes, ladder match. great ladder match. Great ladder match. Uh, they Triple beat H took so many bumps. <laughs> he had to win. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I watched it again, like maybe a maybe a year and a half ago. And I was like, he has to. All these bumps that he's taking, the Rock, like all these bumps he's taking from off his ladder is he's falling from the ladder to the canvas. And Triple H is getting beat all sorts of ways with his ladder. Triple H has to win. And he came out, this is like before Triple H became the game, he had those terrible, like, long purple pants. Yep. Yeah, he had And that's the night the, the crowd, like, actually um, embraced The Rock that night. That was the match in Square Garden, right? Yep. Um, also, another Rock match, Rock versus Booker T. I watched that, I want to say, last week. Um, very good match. Like, two super athletic guys, you know, um, just... Just putting on a good match. Two tall, athletic dudes. Um, Ultimate Warrior versus the uh, the Honky Tonk Man. You know, Are you squash match. You know, one of the most exciting twenty second matches you'll ever see. Wow! All the way turned up. Now I remember also on 92 Wembley Stadium. I remember there being a Macho Man versus uh, Open Warrior match. Is that any good? I've never watched it. I hear Warrior, it, wow, it was a 28-minute long match that Warrior won by countout. What? Yeah, I must go back and watch this now. Hey, right. let's see if they do that shit in 2014. Run that. How yeah. about uh? 28-minute countout, okay. How about Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect, 1991? Yeah, yeah that's up there. Definitely. Besides that, that rest of that card is painful. You have Virgil versus Ted DiBiase, the Big Boss Man versus the Mountie, IRS versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah, they were. Yeah, Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect saved that card, bitch. Was it, wasn't the Mountie Rougeau? Yes. Okay. Right. The Mountie was fucking hilarious, by the way. Uh, we don't respect Canadians. <laughs> we, just, we just don't. That's like this. We just don't respect so many things. Well, Canadians is one of them. That's funny. So, uh, you, you wanna you wanna delve into how bad SummerSlam '95 is? I only recall the main event. At- that's the only car thing I recall. So you have to look at the cards okay. and tell me. Check. Like you're on wiki. So okay. Barry Horowitz had an 11-minute match. What? Yes. <laughs> All right. What? He didn't get squashed? No, and he won. Hold on. Barry Horowitz won. Wow. You had uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Bob Holly. You know, 95, okay. mind you. 
You have Undertaker right. versus Kama in a casket match. I can only assume that, you know, it was oh, over the yeah. gold chains. You know, it was around that time. Shawn Michaels and, yeah, you know, Shawn Michaels and you know, Razor Ramon saved saying. the card. Wow. That's, Shawn Michaels wow. and Razor Ramon's ladder match. Like, I, I like that ladder match more than the WrestleMania 10 one. Yeah, I think that's sacrilege. Sorry. I think the only reason why you, I feel like the only reason why you, you believe that is because Sean won that. Yep. Don't matter. That's the only reason why you believe that. You know, and they're both better by that time. Um, Bret Hart versus Isaac Yankum, and he wins by disqualification. <sighs> Painful. This might be good. Hakushi versus the 1 2 3 kid. I might have to go check that out. You know, I've got ten minutes to spare, and of You're course, more confident than I am. Well, Hakushi was good, man. I know. And Diesel versus King Mabel in a nine-minute championship match. Boy, boy. Yeah. What 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 was it? Uh, Mr. T said in Rocky, pain. Hey, man. Now we talk about how bad that is. Can we talk about how good 2002 is now? No, well, hold on. We talk about how bad that is, but look at, like, all of the, or the number of she, like, main events that were in WCW pay-per-views. What was that? Now, granted, you know, typically WCW don't blow you away with everything they had except for the main event for pay-per-views, but this man, like, 95, man, it, it was a bad year for 95. We we can all agree that 94, 95 wasn't exactly, and 90, and parts of 96 wasn't exactly like the best time to be for professional wrestling. It just wasn't. Which is crazy because that's pretty much when I started watching. Yeah, you grew up watching shit. Like, you ever, like, because our age, age range, we all grew up. Like, the first England of wrestling we had was bad wrestling because it was post the, you know, steroid scandal. Yep. So the only guys we were watching were like, you know, like that were really fans of were like, you know, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Shawn Michaels, you know. The new generation guys. Yeah, Undertaker. Like, you know, those are the guys I liked. I was like, everybody else sucks. Like, I used to like Ahmed Johnson a lot for obvious reasons. But, yeah. you know, it, it got real, real, it got, it got a lot better real fast. Let's just say that. They had to find a whole bunch of new talent. Like, yeah, you got to keep in mind. Like, you look at all those WCW Hulk Hogan uh, Matt things in the beginning. Even like in the early years of, of the early, like the first year of, of NWO, and you're like, Hulk Hogan looks so much smaller than he used to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and you also the same. Like, so they had to move on from the '80s, and you know, luckily there was talent with waiting and willing and. You know, and it came from, it came flying from everywhere else. Whether it was you know hidden talent like the Undertaker, or it was Shawn Michaels, you know, getting or Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart moving the needle because of they, you know, getting their bumps finally because of you know people stopped wasn't tripping off sides anymore. Yep, or fully, you know, yeah, fully, you know, falling and falling from the sky, willing to die for this company, willing to die for some cheers. So it ended up, you know. It ended up exploding, and the, the product changed. It wasn't the same, same old standard, you know, cartoon cartoon characters wrestler fighting. It became like actual human beings with Edge and anti heroes and 
A lot of the stuff that became what we watch on cable now is these characters, except now they're, they're actors. Right. You know, invading homes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> break the walls down, literally. Break the doors down on y'all. Yeah, so... But, uh, you know, SummerSlam, you know, hopefully we provide you guys some, you know, some memories, some stuff to check out on the WWE Network that you pay nine ninety nine for. Um uh, yes. Or you can pay twelve ninety nine uh for the well, month to month. Plus tax applies to your state. Yep. Wow. Plus, you know. Randy Orton and Sheamus fought each other at SummerSlam 2010. My God. Huh. Long time ago. Yes. You wouldn't watch these guys that don't count. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Like, <laughs> like I think I watched that Nexus shit live and they just never watched again. Oh, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of that, SummerSlam. SummerSlam 2010. Yep. Or the main event. Yep. The Survivor Series Elimination Tag Match. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know. We have Survivor Series in the summer. It, uh, the Nexus versus, I believe, Bret Hart, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, and I can't remember the rest of the faces. Edge, Jericho, John Morrison. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Brown comes out there and gets DQ because he can't take bumps. Yep. <laughs> that's so DQ. funny. But, um,. I think 2002 still has the hold on the belt for best SummerSlam. 2013's not far behind. Like, you get two fives. or 12. 2013. Huh. Well, 12's pretty good except for made of 12's pretty good, but I think 13, just because they had three, like, match of the year candidates. And, you know. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Why it makes his debut, you know, it, it seems yeah. important. Yeah, it might have been the worst match of the night. Yeah. It seemed important at the time, but um, yeah. So, but anything else to add, James? Before we uh, get up out of here for this evening? Honestly, I don't know how you feel about this, but I've always felt I've always been more gravitated to like liking um, pay per views like like the Big Four. I've always gravitated more to liking SummerSlam. And even Survivor Series and WrestleMania Royal Rumble. Really? Because it's kind of like, oh, obviously, you know what it is. Like, that's, the Royal Rumble is, you know. The setup. Like, you know, how, you know what I say about Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble is a battle royal, is a battle royal, is a battle royal. They're all the same. And obviously, it's cool, like, the, the context of, you know, you win and you go to WrestleMania. But how many of those guys they, can really win? Yeah, and that's, that's a little part about it, but. Like, but typically, because of the Battle Royal, the title match doesn't really matter as much unless you, you know, you need to get it off somebody by that point so you can build towards uh, or WrestleMania. Um, and WrestleMania is, that's, obviously, this is an opinion thing. Obviously, the, the greatest pair of views, obviously, uh, if you're going to say objectively, has to be WrestleMania. But that, like the one that the one that I always gravitate most to is SummerSlam because it's like I'd be I'd be willing to it's pretty much the best best stuff you gonna get the whole rest of the year. 
like, think about it. Like, I think we need to go through, like, go from 88 on and compare, you know, WrestleMania versus SummerSlam and see, you know, who SummerSlam won. SummerSlam might be on top. Yeah, like, like what card out did which, you know, and what, what was, you know, more, what set up the rest of whatever better, you know. I, I'd be interested to, to see that. Maybe we'll come back and do that. Okay. But um, nothing else to add for me. Uh, make sure you guys keep checking out, you know, the articles. We'll have some new ones up soon. Uh, been a little bit of a dry spell. Uh, you know, just watching all this stuff play out. But um, I'm sure SummerSlam will give me plenty of ammunition to write about. Um, but besides that, keep checking out the articles. Uh, check out WhatCulture.com, PWMania.com, and um, all that. Rassle Rap. Um, a lot of stuff coming soon. But uh, this is One Nation Radio. Later. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.